Salvation is just the first step in God's plan for our lives. If you'd like to know more about salvation, just go to our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net and click on the Salvation tab today. Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It's my pleasure to talk to you. I'm Eugene Engesem, and I have an accent. I was not born in this beautiful country, but I'm a proud citizen of this great nation. Thank you, Pastor Mason, and thank you, Pastor Timmy. Thank you, Pastor Emeritus, Pastor Eddie, and all protocol respected. I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you this morning. I've never mounted this podium before, this is my very first time. I've preached in Cameroon. I've preached in some parts of Atlanta. And by the grace of God, I will talk to my brothers and sisters. Before I go ahead, I want to caution that my wife warned me. She said, you don't need to talk very fast, <laughs> as people will not understand you. I said, thank you, baby. She doesn't know the message I have for you. I have a message for you. But before I do that, I want to pray. Mighty everlasting Father, ancients of days, rock of ages, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, I stand on this podium not as a perfect man. I stand here, Father, for you to use me. Use me to bless your people. Use me to change the lives of your people. I'm merely a vessel. I stand on your authority and I declare that any principality and power that will oppose this message is doomed in the name of Jesus Christ. We capture every contrary spirit. We subjugate every devil, any element of destruction here and we cow them into total submission. We silence opposing voices from the north to the south, and from the east to the west, and declare that this moment is for the word of God. That word that is sharper than any sword. We declare in the name of Jesus that you open the minds of your people. They will take this message, and you will lead me in such a way that, Father, I will do just and do as you want me to do. Nothing more, nothing less. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 I... By profession, I'm a college professor. And the danger with college professors is that if you are not careful, you will start teaching instead of preaching. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm not here to lecture or to teach, but to preach. I don't have many prepared notes because I want God to lead me. But before that, I want us to to start with the very foundation, which is the word of God. And my message is drawn from two texts. It's drawn from Deuteronomy 28.13 and from Philippians 4.13. And I read, The Lord will make you the head not the day. 
if you pay attention to the commands of the Lord, your God, that I will give, I'll give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. The second, the second text is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Simple message. Simple message. Simple. Yet it is pregnant with meaning. It is pregnant with meaning. God has promised us that he will make us head, the head and not the tail. But for him to make us the head and not the tail, there are certain conditions we need to fulfill. For you to pass that exam, as I see this, my young friends here, you need to study, you need to read. For you to succeed in life, you need to do what is needful to succeed. God says he will make us the head and not the tail. And he says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. All things. Very important. He says all things. Not some things. All things. This is the message. And this is the text I will draw from. But I will take you to a number of places. The title of my message is Stars That Never Shine. Stars That Never Shine. I remember I was invited. Thank you, Dave, for inviting me to talk to Men's Breakfast. I'll give you about 50% of this message. I want to see what I can summarize that 50% and touch the other part that I didn't. No message is new. No message has never been preached. But the context and the circumstances may differ. And we need to be reminded once in a while that God is still alive and God is active. He is everywhere evident. The title is interesting. Stars that never shine. Astronomers will tell us that not all stars shine. From that projection, there are some stars that never shine. They are called the brown drafts. Brown drafts. They don't shine at all. Yes, indeed. There are stars that never shine. But there are also stars that shine. There are stars that shine, but they don't shine enough. Are you a star that never shines? Or are you a star that's not shining enough? Remember the use of language here. Never is different from cannot in this context. Never shine means you are seen maybe to shine. It doesn't say you cannot shine. It says stars that never shine. Are you a star that never shines? Are you a star in your life, in your family that never shines? Are you a star at job that never shines or shines enough? Are you a star in the house of God that never shines? Are you a star in your neighborhood 
in your city, in your community, in your nation, in this world that never shines or shines enough? Stars that never shine do not shine for two reasons. One, they lack the energy. I mean the brown dwarfs. Second, they lack luminosity or what is called brightness. Stars that never shine can shine if they get energy and they get brightness. Stars that never shine. Some years ago, that was 1994, when I was seeing the university in Cameroon, I was a graduate student. One day, Professor Emmanuel Nguang said, Eugene, you are going to teach today. I said, what? He sent me to go and teach a class of about 600 students. Go and teach them European drama. That was my assignment that morning. He did not tell me a day before. He told me that morning. And my wife was in class that day. She was one of my students. <laughs> we were married before she became my student. Take note of that. <laughs> and I walked into that amphitheater with 600 students look at me. I was a young man, very young. Some of the students were older than me. They were all in shock. If you were to drop a pin, you hear the sound. What is this small boy doing here? <laughs> I've never faced such a silence. And they thought, and maybe I'll just come and give an announcement and go. I mounted the podium and said, I'm here to teach. They look at each other. What can he teach? And I taught them waiting for Godot, a European play. And I realized that I captured them. I realized that they were asking me, can you repeat it? Can you repeat what you just said? I said, thank God they are paying attention. After that, they sent a group of students to my professor. Can you ask Eugene to come and be teaching in your place when you are busy? And I knew that God used me that day. My brothers and sisters, there were other students who were far more intelligent than I was, but he chose me. I was not a doorstone, I was a hardworking student. He chose me. Because he trusted in me. He believed that even I should notice, I would deliver a lecture that is worth university education. He knew I was not a professor, but he knew my strengths. And the feedback was excellent. That was many years ago, 1994. Stars are never shine. I'm aware that there were some of my classmates who didn't have the opportunity to teach. But there were stars that might have shone might have shone brighter than mine. Stars that never shine. Are we aware that we are stars that never shine? Are we aware that we may be stars 
that are not shining enough? Are we aware that our best days are still ahead? Are we aware that Christianity is work in progress? No one can say I'm done. It's work in progress. Pastor Eddie retired as a pastor, but he has not retired as a Christian. Christianity is work in progress. I was a star that was not shining. And he said, go do it. He equipped me. That's how our Heavenly Father has equipped us. He's made us the head and not the tail. He said in his name we can do all things. All things. Is it because you lack an opportunity to shine? Is it because of that sin in your life that's blocking you from shining? Is it because of that neighbor that bothers you? Is it because of that relationship that God says it's not worth it and you want to keep it because of your flesh? Why is your star not shining? When I say you, I mean us. I'm not better. My brothers and sisters, stars that never shine, are you shining enough? God has empowered every one of us to break strongholds and you don't need to shine only when it is comfortable. You shine even in the midst of darkness. When it is pitch dark, when you light a candle, it's brighter in darkness more than when there's sunlight. Don't say I'm not shining because of my problems. Don't say I'm not shining because I don't have a job. Don't say I'm not shining because I'm not beautiful and handsome. Don't say I'm not shining because of that loss in my family. Stars that never shine. My brothers and sisters, Do you know that there are two seas? Two seas in Israel. Two seas. The Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. The Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. Sea of Galilee first. The Sea of, oh, there's that Sea of Galilee, and you see it. There are two seas around Israel. One is called the Sea of Galilee. It is vibrant. It is alive. You have trees growing. People go there to enjoy. They go there for honeymoon. They go there to propose. It's a sea of fertility. Nature blooms. Humanity is happy. In fact... Jesus, you know something about Jesus and Galilee, right? It's a beautiful place. But there's another sea called the Dead Sea. Just as the name suggests, the sea is indeed dead. It's not alive. Nothing grows. You can't even swim for 10 minutes because 
the saltiness will suck life out of you. The sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. These are two seas. They have the same source, but they have different properties. They are offered by River Jordan. These two seas are fed by the same river, River Jordan. One is a dead sea, the other is a living sea. Two different seas fed by the same river. One is alive and one is dead. River Jordan passes through the Sea of Galilee. The difference is that the Sea of Galilee takes in. There's an inlet and there's an outlet. There's an inlet and there is an outlet. Whereas the Dead Sea has an inlet and no outlet. Are you then surprised? That will be a dead sea. All the rubbish, all the trash, everything is there. The Sea of Galilee sends the trash away and the Dead Sea swallows it and stays put with it. Is that not our Christian life? God has empowered us. He's made us the head and not the tail. Are we sitting on the word of God? Are we refusing to do what God wants us to do? Are you the Sea of Galilee or the Dead Sea? Are we the Dead Sea or the Sea of Galilee? I know that God has empowered us. It is our decision to maximize the power of God in us. The river Jordan has already supplied the water. Have you taken in the blessing of God, the power of God, yet you don't share it? You don't spread it. Do you only receive and never let go? Where God empower you and you're not going out there to lay hands on people, to bless people, to give to people. When you don't do that, you are like a dead sea. You only swallow and you never let go. But when you are the Sea of Galilee, you take and pass over. The problem is not that of the source. The problem is not River Jordan. Christ, our God, has empowered us. He's given us everything that we need to succeed in life. It is therefore our responsibility to maximize what he's done. I know some of, us, some of us are so scared 
We are so afraid that we'll fail. Oh my goodness, what happens if I pray for him and he doesn't get well? Oh, what happens if I pray and my prayers are not answered? Remember, it is God and not you. You are not going as Eugene. You are not going. You are going under the protection of God. If you go using the flesh, you will fail. But if you stand on the authority of God, there will be breakthrough. Don't be afraid of failure. If you doubt, look at the life of one of the greatest presidents of this great nation, Abraham Lincoln. In the period of 26 years, he failed very badly 14 times. He had serious 14 failures. He failed as a businessman. He was rejected as a land officer. His sweetheart died. He had nervous breakdown. He failed at the state legislation. He failed as a speaker. He failed to go to Congress. He failed and failed and failed. He failed even to, to serve as a senator. He failed as the VP. Failure was his first name. Disappointment was his middle name. But, 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 determination was his last name. I will not give up, no matter the challenges, he said, I will not give up. No wonder, in 1861, he was elected the president of this great nation. The 16th president of the United States of America, Abraham Lincoln. If you, if you study, if you look at statistics, all the surveys, he's rated consistently as the best president that ever ruled this great nation. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, I know our stars are not shining or shining enough. Are we afraid to fail? Can't we copy Abraham Lincoln? Who had 14 serious, serious failures but did not give up? Therefore, we cannot be discouraged. You can't give up. We can't say too much of fear and say, I'm not going to do it. No, you can't do that. Is it because there are people around you who think that you are not good enough? Do you depend so much on others? Dependency? Every time you have a small problem, you run to the pastor, pastor, pray for me. Pastor, why can't you pray for yourself? Do you need help? Yes, you need help. But you must have faith. Faith doesn't mean thinking it will happen. Faith means knowing it will happen. I'm gonna, what did God say? He has given to do all things. And the word of God is powerful. In Hebrews 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 12, it says the word of God is strong. The word of God is alive, is unactive. That's what it says. And that the word of God is sharper than any 
two-edged sword. It can cut to the marrow. It can attack the visible and the invisible. It is too deep that it knows your thoughts and even your intentions. And that word of God says you are the head and not the tail. Why, are you, why, do, you want, why do you want to be the tail? Why? Even Jeremiah 23, 29. See, the word of God is fire. It's like a hammer that can break stone to pieces. And that word of God says, you can do all things. Oh, Christ Jesus Christ. Therefore, our light must shine in the name of Jesus. Stars are never shine. At times, as I said, we don't trust in ourselves. We don't believe in our prayers. We don't know that God can use us to perform miracles. I went to Cameroon, and there was a, a family brother who was a soldier. He's been fighting terrorists from Nigeria all over the place. He went and he was, he, his ears were blocked. He could not hear anymore. They shot a gun without him covering his ears and messed up his ears. So his hearing was not functioning well. I visited him. Somebody I talked to not long ago, he could not even listen to me. I have to shout for him to hear what I was saying. When I was leaving, I said, Tanisha's come. When I was, let me pray for you. I lay my hands on his ears and declare the ears open. And I left. That evening, even before I did that, I was trying to raise money to help him because the doctor said he needed a very big sum of money. 350,000 francs in Cameroon money. That's big money in Cameroon. But when I did that and left, the wife called me later. That evening said, Professor, you cannot imagine. My husband can hear. My husband can hear. To be honest with you, I was surprised myself that it worked that quick. <laughs> I was surprised myself that, oh my goodness, so it, it really worked. So the word of God is powerful. Stars that never shine. If I did not do that, I would not have known that I can pray for somebody, the person may be healed. My brothers and sisters, culture of dependency. Let's trust in us that we can do things and our stars can shine. I remember when I was hired to teach in one university, that was the Murray State University in Kentucky. I was the only black professor in the Department of English. And of course, I was teaching grammar with, with an accent. I kept telling my students there's a difference between grammar and accent. Just because I talk differently doesn't mean that I am not very articulate or good in writing. But one thing I noticed when I came to the college was that my colleagues were very kind to me. They came to me and said, Eugene, please, if you write any articles because you need to publish or you perish, in the university, in the, in the American system, if you're a professor and you don't publish, you lose your job you must contribute to the existing body of knowledge. They say, well, can, well, Eugene, whenever you write articles, 
please, I'll be willing to help you edit them for you to submit for publication. They were volunteering to be my editors. And I knew it came from a kind place. But unfortunately, you just thought because I have a different accent, I can't write good articles and publish. And I said, thank you, that's kind of you. But I did not do that. I published my own article within a short time. I was recognized as one of the most published professors in my college. I don't say this to brag. I say this to make one point clear. We, there are many stars that are not shining. There are many young people who have not yet found their footing because they have self-doubt. There are many mothers who are not strong enough because they doubt themselves. There are men who are not strong enough because of doubt. Okay, let us go to the Bible. Look at Moses. When God called Moses to go and deliver his people from Egypt, Moses said, oh, Lord, I'm not sure about that. You know how Pharaoh, King Pharaoh is so strong, and those Israel may refuse to come with me. But when he obeyed God, what happened? He parted the Red Sea and took God's people to safety. Are you a Moses? God's calling upon our lives is not based on our abilities. It is based on our obedience. Or are you, are you like Gideon? Gideon thought that he was so weak. Oh my goodness. How can I deliver them? How can I defeat the Midianites? They've been, they've been in Israel for seven years. And he was hiding somewhere. God said, you are going there. Say what? To fight those people? Are you kidding me? And when he obeyed God, what happened? He, he won the battle. And for 40 years, he was an outstanding leader. Our strength is not contingent upon our natural abilities. It's contingent upon God. What about Jeremiah? Look at Jeremiah. When God says he'll be, he'll be the prophet of nations, Jeremiah said, oh my goodness. God, you know, first of all, I'm young. And I don't even know how to speak. How can I be a prophet of all nations? He said, you are going to do it. I knew you from the womb. I know who I'm standing. Just like my professor said, Eugene, you're going to teach. And he said, you must go, Jeremiah. He touched his mouth. Jeremiah came. He became one of the greatest prophets that ever lived. And for 40 years, he was a prophet of God. All he needed to do was obey. Look at the centurion. This officer, the military officer, he sent one of his servants, go and tell Jesus Christ to come and pray for this, my person who is very sick, to come to my house. When the servant left here, he sent another one, said, oh, no, don't mind, my, don't, forget about it. Jesus cannot come to my house. I'm too unworthy. Do you feel too unworthy? Is that why your star is not shining? But Jesus went to his house, and he his person, and that was a clear indication that God does not count on our abilities. He counts on our obedience. Amen. 
I remember that <laughs> even this woman with the issue of blood, for 12 years she suffered. She was untouchable. Are you so untouchable? Are you afraid? Do you feel so unworthy? Have people around you told you and you are not good enough? Who are they to judge you? You were created in God's image and nobody has the authority to question your beauty, your intelligence, your capabilities because God created you in his image. Don't give anybody the right to do that. But for 12 years, this woman suffered. 12 years. Are you so untouchable? But when Christ, when she had a contact with Christ, her problem was solved. And Jesus called her my daughter. Are you aware that even as the star doesn't shine or shine enough, you are still a daughter of God? You are still a son of God. You need just to awaken that star in you and let it shine. Stars that never shine. Stars that never shine. I was telling my brothers during the breakfast presentation that I taught in India. My university sent me to go and teach in India. I taught in India for some time before coming back to the States. And in India, there's something called the caste system. The Brahmins, the priests are on top. The rest of the people from the lower classes are down there. They call them the Dalits. No matter what you do, you cannot change your station in life easily. I met some professors who were from that class and had a meeting with them. They have been placed in that position by society, not by God. These are people who have been reduced almost to nothingness. They were using their bare hands to remove excrement, disease, from the bathrooms of the rich people. They let them do all types of nasty jobs. They would go out early at night and come back early at night. They were not to be touched. They were not to be seen. In fact, they were called untouchable. It was so bad to the point that even if they were to listen to the music men for the upper classes, they would put molten pot into their eardrums to render them permanently deaf. If they were walking down the streets and mistakenly step on the placement for the upper classes, they would wipe the place in fear. They would not speed the carry pots around to speed in them because they were rejected. These were stars that were never given, never given an opportunity to shine. When Gandhi came back to India and led them, he calls them my brothers and sisters. He calls them the children of God. And what happened? The stars were shining. Stars that never shine. My brothers and sisters, are you a star that never shines? Are you aware that prayer is the master key? That with prayers, you can break all yokes. You can shine more than anything. 
Are you praying the right prayers? Because we pray for four reasons. One, we pray for spiritual growth and transformation. You can see that on Jude chapter 1 verse 20. We also pray to request and obtain God's blessing. That's Philippians 4, chapter 6. Chapter 4, verse 6, so to say. We pray for what? For spiritual legislation. We say, I decree and abide. When you are doing that, that's what's called spiritual legislation. If you don't go to Jobs 22-28 or Numbers 14-28, you pray for spiritual legislation. And also, we pray to empower each other. I saw people standing out here for prayers. To empower, to fight against spiritual forces. To break strongholds, as my brother said. We pray to fight dark forces and to intercede for others. And that's Ezekiel 22, line 29 through 31. This word of God is powerful. It is a nuclear weapon. It's a spiritual nuclear weapon. You use it, the devil must bow. You use it, where circumstances must surrender to you. Stars that never shine. My brothers and sisters, I know many of you tell me, ah, Eugene. No, you can't say that, Eugene. We have been praying. We've been reading the word. We've been doing all types of things. But nothing is changing. I'm here to remind you God's delays are not God's deniers. No does not mean that never. Therefore, are we stars that never shine? Or are we shining enough? Our God has empowered us to the extent that we do our best and he will complete the rest for us. Take the death of Lazarus. When Lazarus died, when Jesus came, something needed to be done for Lazarus to come back to life. He said, okay, but first of all, where is buried? remove that stone, remove that thing. Therefore, some action is required of us. You cannot just fool your arms and say, God, you created me, you must do it. No. You have to do something. You have to go to your knees. You have to be loyal to God and do your best. God knows your weaknesses. Stop thinking about the sin that you committed some five months, ten years ago. God has forgiven you. Pray in faith and your light will shine. And do I need to tell you Again, that our God 
Has made us the head and not the tail? Do I need more examples from the Bible to make this case? Because only my, a few of my sisters say you don't need more examples. Some of them didn't say that. Mama, you, you, said, you said, no, I don't need this. But let me, some, some didn't respond. Let me tell them why. Why do you need to say yes to this? Our God is a God of seasons. When I came to this nation, there was some plant called evergreen. It never dies in winter. But I also realized that some evergreens were not really green because of where they were planted. The area was not very fertile, so they were not truly green. So be careful. Watch where your life is planted. Watch the people around you. Watch what you are spending your time on. Take note of this. I'm, running to, I'm, I'm about to conclude. I don't want to go too deep. Take note of this. God is In one season, David was a shepherd boy. In the next season, he was a king. In one season, Esther was an orphan girl. In the next season, she was queen. In one season, Mordecai, or even Mr. Joseph, Joseph was a prisoner. In the next season, he was the prime minister. In one season, Mordecai was sitting out of the king's palace. In the next season, he was in the king's palace. In one season, Ruth was working in the field. In the next season, she owned the field. In one season, in one season, Mary was an innocent virgin country girl. In the next season, she was the mother of God. In one season, Jesus Christ was an ordinary carpenter. The son of the common Joseph. In the next season, he was the savior of the world. In one season, in one season, Jesus Christ was wrongly accused. He was tortured. He was brutalized. He was nailed to that cross in, in pain, humiliated. He was even buried. But in the next season, he defeated death. And he, he flew majestically to heaven and now sits on the right hand of God the Father. In one season, you, 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 me, we're in a situation where our stars were not shining at all or not shining enough. In the next season, I prophesy in the name of Jesus, standing on his word, that your stars will shine brighter and brighter and that all obstacles in your life are broken. I declare in the name of Jesus that all is well in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor, I'm done. 
You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you, that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.